0: Hey there, podcast fans. Are you looking for a new true crime podcast? Check out Gangster House, the new podcast from Imperative Entertainment. Gangster House has everything. Hospital hitmen, FBI informants, a prison escape, a van explosion, and so much more. I'm Jason Hoke, creator of Gangster House and producer of podcast mega hits, Atlanta Monster, Broken Hearts, and Monster, the Zodiac Killer. Listen to Gangster House right now on your favorite podcast player.
1: Broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe, it's the Matlock Show. He loves all things conservative politics, and if there's a microphone nearby, you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it. And now, a true original, the common sense conservative, here's your host, Matlock.
0: Oh yeah, I love that opening. God dog, beating the left over the head with it. Welcome in the loudest mouth in the South making radio great again. Matt Locke here got an hour of conservative greatness on tap for you today. I'll tell you, I think I've got my levels fixed on, um, all the stuff. Everybody said yesterday that the show sounded good. It's just really weird because I'm, (laughs) I'm looking at the sound waves here on audition as I record this podcast and they're tall they're tall and you probably don't know what I mean but it's I feel like I'm redlining, but it sounded really good yesterday so I'm not going to worry about it I'm not going to get that in my head um today (laughs) we have got a guy by the name of Dr. Robert Epstein that has he has balls of solid rock I I don't know how else to put it remember the rock Sean Connery's got balls of solid rock You, you know I mean this guy is going after Hillary Clinton. And I'm telling you, he's either got a death wish or he has something on the Clintons because nobody does this. Now, I had to giggle because he came out about, oh, I don't know, oh, 30 minutes ago. <laughs> and he says, he says, okay, this is sort of funny. It's been suggested that I remind people that I am not suicidal. I love my life, I love my wife, three awesome sons, two awesome daughters, my research, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone got that? Three question marks. That's thanks to Pumped for Trump for the suggestion. Um, big League Politics. Hey, by the way, this segment of the show brought to you by Combat Flip Flops. Do me a huge favor. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com and get your, get your flip flops. Use LOCK25, L-O-C-K-E, 2-5. You're going to get 25% off like I did. My flip-flops are going to be here in the next day or two. I can't wait. They got a new zero-rise flopperator. I got the flopperator coyotes right now. They're fantastic. Now they've got the zero-rise flopperators that are supposed to be better for your back. So I ordered them as well. If you head over to combatflipflops.com, use LOCK25, L-O-C-K-E. You can get 25% off of anything on their website today. Do it now. CombatFlipflops.com. Use lock 25. They take a little bit of that money, Griff and Lee, and they give it to Afghanistan women to educate them. It's it's a fantastic mission. Go check out their mission over on CombatFlipflops.com. Order some of their product. Help them out. Lock two five. L o c k e two five will get you twenty five percent off today. All right. Um, this is crazy. So Shane Trejo, Trejo, T r e j o, Trejo. I think is probably how he pronounces it. Over at Big League Politics. Here's the headline leading tech researcher, hammers Hillary Clinton for denying Google's influence on the 16 election. So he says, Dr. Robert Epstein, a liberal Democrat, by the way, guys, this isn't some Republican. This isn't some wishy-washy moderate. This isn't some guy that likes John Kasich. This guy is a liberal Democrat who has given congressional testimony about his pioneering research, exposing Google's influence on elections, smack down Hillary Clinton in a series of tweets on Tuesday. Now, if you've not, gosh, these are, these are amazing. I'm going to tell you these, these tweets are absolutely amazing when we get to them because here's what happened. Mr. Epstein became offended when Hillary Clinton who had been one of his political heroes throughout his life posted a tweet misrepresenting his crucial work on how Google uses their platform to control our democracy and it's not a democracy it's a it's a constitutional republic but i'll let mr trejo you know go on that one hillary said the debunk study you're referring to was based on 21 undecided voters. For context, that's about half the number of people associated with your campaign who have been indicted. Because she was replying to a Trump tweet who Trump said, Wow, report just out. Google manipulated from 2.6 million to 16 million votes for Hillary Clinton in the 16 election. This was put out by a Clinton supporter, not a Trump supporter. Google should be sued. My victory was even bigger than thought. So Trump puts out that tweet, Hillary replies and says, oh, it's debunked. This studys it's ridiculous. It's not proven. It was 21 undecided voters. You're a moron kind of thing. Um, interstage right, one Robert Epstein, who is the brains behind the research that he went up to Capitol Hill and told Ted Cruz. I've talked about this story before that Google can manipulate its algorithms to the tune of minimum, bare minimum 2.6 million votes for Clinton. So Clinton's dishonesty about Mr. Epstein's work forced him to begrudgingly release a Twitter thread, devastating the two time presidential loser for her deceit. He says, um, this came out last night, which is really weird. This was after I did the show yesterday. Mr. Epstein says, now, switching to at Hillary Clinton, this is going to hurt me to write because I and my whole extended family have been strong supporters of the Clintons for decades. Poor people. He says, I have a framed signed letter from Bill on the wall near my desk, but Hillary should be ashamed of herself. And he added a picture of him and Hillary. To this tweet. (laughs) Now, Mr. Epstein, he's a smart, let's just call this guy a smart man. Okay. Because I read this story this morning and I'm like, holy cow, this guy knows exactly what he's doing. So Mr. Epstein began this Twitter storm in his words by pointing out that Clinton's strong ties to Google And her reliance on the tech giant to help build her political machine. Here's the tweet. It says, Hillary has long depended on Google for both money and votes. Her largest donor in 16 was Alphabet slash Google, which is true. Her chief technology officer during the campaign was Stephanie Hannon, a former Google executive. And then there's Eric Schmidt, longtime head of Google, the guy in this picture, which he has a picture of Hillary and Eric Schmidt. Now, that doesn't stop Mr. Epstein. He's just getting started, my friends. He says a leaked email showed that in 14, Google's Eric Schmidt offered to run Hillary's tech campaign. And he added the letter. In 15, Schmidt, in fact, funded the groundwork, a highly secretive tech company, the sole purpose of which was to put Clinton into office. Now, if you think, now, I'm going to say something here. At this point, that is enough to get you killed. Seriously, you know, I'm not, I'm not joking here. We we, we have some fun on this program. We talk about Arkansides. We talk about the Clintons and their influence. We talk about what happens in Washington, D.C. You know, I've discussed how the Clintons went from being pretty much poor to being worth $200 million. They're crooks. They have a lot of power in Washington, D.C. They have a lot of tentacles. They know exactly what they're doing. This kind of stuff right here is the kind of information that will get Mr. Epstein killed. You know, I mean, I'm thinking to myself as, you know, because I, I covered some of this yesterday and I was amazed at the amount of information that was being put forth by this professor, you know, and think about it. Professors are probably pretty analytical. This guy's a researcher. He's done the research on Google. He, he's looked into the numbers. Uh, you know, when you really look at this at the face value, does anybody doubt that Google wouldn't or couldn't or did not? try to manipulate their algorithms to get you to see what they wanted you to see? I mean, does anybody doubt that? I don't. I mean, you've got Google, you've got tech, you've got Silicon Valley out there. You know, you got Facebook. We're going to talk about them later in the program. You've got social media. They're all in the pocket for the big left. They're all getting paid by the Democrat Party, right? So does anybody doubt that Google wouldn't have the ability to do what Mr. Epstein is saying they're doing. No. That is not a, and you notice, do you notice that nobody is nobody is is fighting back on the facts. No one is saying, "You know what? That's completely false." You know, the the allegation they're not. They're saying that it's debunked. That the studies debunked, not the facts, the study they're not going after the stuff, that the information he's given. But this wasn't it. I mean, when I sit and looked at this, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, you know, the first couple things I told you, crazy, right? Listen to this. Mr. Epstein pointed out that the tremendous institutional bias at Google, whose employees overwhelmingly support Clinton for president in 16, he says in another tweet, about 96%. Of 2016 campaign donations. From Google employees. Went to Hillary. 90. Now the other 4% are fired. Seriously. The other 4% of the people that gave. To conservative causes are fired. Because you can't be a conservative at Google. It just isn't possible. But 96% of the 2016 campaign donations. From Google went to Hillary. And Ellen. It says and Elon Kriegel. Hillary's chief analytics officer credits his 2012 tech team, informally supervised by Eric Schmidt, for half of Obama's win margin, nearly 2.5 million votes. So we're not talking about just the 2016 election now. We're talking about the 2012 Now, Mr. Epstein wasn't done yet. I mean, this is purely, and I got to give credit to the guys over at Big League Politics. I found all this last night. They've put it into story form. Shane has done a great job writing this article. But Mr. Epstein continued. He said he also defended the veracity of his work against Clinton's baseless smears. So here's the next tweet. Hashtag Hillary. If my work has been debunked, Why was it included in a volume just published by Oxford University? Why have I been invited to speak about it at prestigious venues worldwide, Stanford University, Yale Law School, where both you and Bill went, even our Senate where you served? Wow. He's not done yet. Hashtag Hillary. I know you're in Google's pocket, but for the sake of our democracy, it's a constitutional republic, I urge you to listen to my recent congressional testimony. And to scan the 58 essays and conference papers I list at the end of my written testimony. And then he he includes the video. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm a big footnote guy. I am a big information guy. I read Clinton Cash, Peter Schweitzer. When you read Clinton Cash and you go to the end of the book, he has footnoted about 70 pages of sources where he got his information. Mr. Epstein, excuse me, I had to sneeze there. Mr. Epstein, 58 essays and conference papers that he lists at the end of his written testimony. That that to me is powerful. That to me is powerful. That is somebody that says, you know what? I've done my research. I've went and I've found the information and I am putting it together here so that you can understand it and here is where I went and got it. If you want to go see what I saw and if you want to go read what I've read and you want to try to understand the conclusion I've came to, here are the sources I'm providing for you. Powerful. To me, powerful. Information is key. You can sit here and, and he's right. You have these scientists, you have these researchers, and you have to look. Who is giving them money? You have to look. Uh, You you have to research because most of the time when someone is giving you the money, guess what kind of results come out of your research? That's really the thing, right? Guess what kind of results are coming from the money that has been given to you period so when we look at all this stuff we you know these researchers they can come up with anything they want depending on who's paying them they can come up with any conclusion they that that they see necessary or that the donor or that the grant wants them to come up with so this guy says you know what here is the information i used you oh, know he wasn't done yet i mean this is this is almost bonerlicious can i say that I, I mean, this is the kind of thing that I wish more people would do when it came to putting what you believe is the facts out there. You put them out there, you whip it out, and you say, you know what? Here it is. Here it is. Here's how I feel. Here's the information I went through. And to the best of my ability, here's what I know. So Mr. Epstein, in another tweet, because he, he warned us a tweet storm was coming, and boy, was he not wrong. He says, hashtag Hillary. I know you're in Google's pocket, but for the sake of our democracy, I urge you to listen to these. He says, I, oh, that wrong one. He says, hashtag Hillary. If you examine my work carefully, you will find that it adheres to the very highest standards of scientific integrity. You will also conclude, I believe, that Google poses a serious threat to the free and fair election and to human autonomy. See this article. I have attached. And the article is how the internet flips elections and alters our thoughts. Wow. This guy, I mean, I'm going to say it again. This guy either has balls of solid rock or a death wish. People don't do this to the Clinton mafia. They don't come out here in this high profile of an arena They don't take to, I'm actually amazed that this has lived on Twitter. I'm amazed that social media hasn't taken this down. They haven't done something to Mr. Epstein's account that they don't want to, because right now, let's see, is Mr. Epstein's account still up and running? Let's look and make sure. I followed him yesterday. The dude's got 61,000 followers. Yeah. He's still, he's still up and running. I can't believe it. Um, He's going to be on Tucker Carlson and I. He says, I'll be on Tucker Carlson's show this evening. He doesn't know this, but we each attended the same small, beautiful college in Connecticut at Trinity College at different times. Of course, he's much younger than I am. I used to give tours at the college's historical chapel. So he's still up. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Glenn Beck had him on today. Um, yeah, good for you, Glenn. I love that. Um, let's see here. So he's still up. Still got the, the, the Twitter account Which I'm amazed Still <laughs> Alright so Epstein He's not done yet I mean seriously Not done yet This guy's a machine He he, he is a, a Factual machine He's going to go out and he's going to get The information to back up his claims Now Epstein pleaded with Clinton's conscience trying to explain to her the evils that Google is perpetuating on the world he says hashtag Hillary Google possesses three serious threats to humanity one an obscene level of surveillance across 200 platforms can anybody deny that I mean I'm going to tell you a story I am going to tell you a story. I went and played golf last night and you know, it's Tuesday night league. Have a good time. Good friend of mine, Bert, him and I were partners last night. We're sitting there and enjoying a beer after the round. And we're sitting there and I have a, I have a Google phone, Google pixel. Right. And I'm sitting there and we're having a conversation. And in that conversation, a question arose. And I said, you know, I don't know. I don't know. So I took to my Google phone, hit Google, started typing it in. It auto-filled it for me. It literally auto-filled what him and I were talking about at that table. I want you to think about that for a second. I had only typed in two or three letters of the word, and I don't. don't I, I can't remember what the word is. I wish I could. I was drinking by the way. But Google auto-filled what we were talking about. Do you not think that your phone isn't listening? That you know your iPhone, your your Google phone. I don't think I have my phone in here, which is good. I think it's out there charging. But it would probably be going off right now but it auto-filled, so you can only come to the assumption that the phone is listening because I had never typed that in to Google before in my phone. So if you don't think for a minute that there isn't an obscene level of surveillance across all their platforms, you're crazy. Number two, the power to determine what content two plus billion people can or cannot see. It's called censorship. And number three, the invisible manipulation on a massive scale. And he attached an article to that tweet that says the new censorship. How did Google become the internet censor and master manipulator blocking access to millions of websites? Amazing. I mean... Is this man, let's, let's take a breather here for a second. Let, let, let's look at this at face value. Everything I've just told you in the last 21 minutes. Everything I've just laid out there. You, you, the manipulation, the algorithms, the censorship, you know, the things that are going on. What we know about the Clintons. What we know about Washington, D.C. What we know about big tech. What we know about giving up some of our rights, our privacy, and everything else. Is this not an astonishing tale of craziness. I mean, is your mind not blown? My mind is blown. I mean, this is crazy stuff. And now you've got professor Epstein here. Epstein who is out there, who is supposedly he's saying he was an advent. He, he, he was, he was, he, he, he was an adamant supporter of the Clintons has a picture with him and Hillary is a Democrat, family loves them, loves everything about them, comes out and says this kind of stuff. Now, I'm, I'm going to say something here right now. Kudos to you, Dr. Epstein, for being a man who can stand up and say, you know what, just because I'm a Democrat, just because my party affiliation is this, doesn't mean that I can't continue to tell the truth. That is integrity. I don't care what political affiliation you are. That is integrity. Here is Dr. Epstein saying, you know what? No, 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 no. Google is a threat. They can manipulate their algorithms. They can censor. They can spy on you. They, they, They can surveil you. They can make you see or not see what they want you to see. They they can do all of these things, and the world must know it. And and Hillary, Hillary, you've got to understand the evils of Google. Now, once again, we're we're not done yet. Dr. Epstein, he promised us a, a Twitter storm, and boy, he did not disappoint. He says, hashtag Hillary. Is that what you want your legacy to be? Whistleblowers and leaks from Google have confirmed that the company blacklists, re-ranks, and uses experiences, which I study, to control people worldwide. Do you approve? And he attaches another article. Google's latest whistleblower is hard to ignore. Another whistleblower has alleged Google's engineers are motivated by political bias. Dr. Epstein, hashtag Hillary. If big tech companies support the same candidate in 2020, they can shift 15 million votes her way without people knowing how the shift occurred. If you had a choice between preserving democracy and putting your candidate in office, which would you choose? We know which one she would choose. Robert, she would choose putting a person in office, and I think it's funny that he says they can shift 15 million votes her way. Not his way, not their way, her way. Now, I know the left's not all about pronouns, and so we got to have the proper pronouns, but he's insinuating that a woman is going to be the next president. Crazy, isn't it? Now, he connected another article from USA Today. Not just con- Not just conservatives, Google and big tech can shift millions of votes. Donald Trump is more right than he knows. My research suggests Google and big tech can manipulate voters in ways that threaten our democracy. Crazy. Dr. Epstein. Hashtag Hillary. Among other tools they can use. And and I'm I'm not sure how this is pronounced. Ephemeral. E-P-H-E-M-E-R-A-L. Ephemeral. I don't even know. Let's look it up here. Let's. Let, let's let's take a a peek at what this is because i don't i don't have an idea um of how this is e p h e m there we go so it means lasting for a very short time transition transitory transient fleeting passing e eph- ephemeral ephemeral there we go An ephemeral plant. So it's ephemeral. That's how it's pronounced. So they have ephemeral experiences. A term from a Google email that leaked to the Wall Street Journal in 2018 to shift votes without leaving a paper trail. It's like those research results I found that were biased in your favor, he says. Ephemeral. Ephemeral, 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 see, it's hard, it's hard to talk, but there you go. Ephemeral experiences. So these short lasting experiences that can shift these votes without leaving a paper trail. Now, Epstein ended his Twitter thread. Finally, the Twitter storm by plugging action legend, Chuck Norris's op ed in favor of his work and one final appeal to Hillary Clinton's good side if she has one. He says, Hashtag Hillary. If I haven't yet convinced you that the tweet you sent about me yesterday was unjustified and deeply flawed, please read these comments on my work by one Chuck Norris. He might be a lowly conservative, but he still kicks butt. And then he attaches the WND uh, story that Chuck Norris wrote. And then he says, Finally, Hashtag Hillary. I have always admired you as a self-sacrificing person who is trying to improve people's lives and have tried to emulate you in these ways as best I can. I know you're sometimes been punished for your good deeds. I can relate with admiration, Robert. (laughs) So I I, I, want to end this deal with this. Robert, your vision is clouded because of your political affiliation with with Democrats and the Clintons. I don't I, I understand exactly what you've done here. and facts are a stubborn thing. You, you're a researcher, you get it, you go where the facts lead you, you you, you publish your results in a way you go. But to believe that Hillary Clinton is self-sacrificing, You might want to come back to the real world, my man. She's not trying to improve people's lives, Haiti. Trafficking of minors, uh, you know, Anthony Weiner's laptop, uh, all the people that are dead around them. eh. You might be next on the list, Robert. I don't know. I think it's very brave what you've done here. I think it's very patriotic what Mr. Epstein has done here. And said, "You know, guys, Google is a clear and present danger to our society because it is. To do all of that, and then to say I love you, Hillary, irritates me just a little bit. Um, is he trying to stay in the good graces? Maybe. Does he? Is he a smart man? More than likely. Does he have a strategy?" I would assume so. You just don't go spouting off on Twitter all of the things that he just did. I will be interested to see what comes out of these this Twitter thread as the next week or so is upon us. Nobody does that to the Clintons. He just called them out at, at a level that no one has. It's brilliantly done. He backs up all of his arguments with articles and, 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 and footnotes and in basis of fact that he believes it will be interesting to see where this all ends up. All right, guys, do me a big favor. Head over to the Matlockshow.com thematlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E. That's my new website. Go sign up for the newsletter. I'll put that out once a month. It'll probably be toward the end of the month. I'm getting ready to do my first newsletter of August here. It's going to be a shortened newsletter, seeing how we started on August 12th, but uh, I'm going to do a newsletter once a month. So you can go over there and sign up there if you would, please. All I ask for is your email. So sign up. You'll get that newsletter. I'll get that out to you at the end of the month. But uh, the reason I'm having you go over there is everything emanates from my website. Unlike what I did with the Blaze, unlike what I did with Mojo 5-0, I want a gathering place. I want you to go to the thematlockshow.com. It's got my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram links. It's got my links to Rocky Stucci's website because him and I have teamed up. We're brother in arms. We're going to help each other. Fight the craziness that is the left. So you can get to Rocky's website from my website. Same thing from his website to my website. But the important thing is here, you can go to the website, thematlockshow.com, and you can click on my link for Verb Forever. Now, you may say, Matlock, what's Verb Forever? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's a company. It's a veteran-owned company that makes CBD oil. CBD oil CBD cream there's all kinds of things over there it's in milligrams not milliliters so it's highly potent and I'll tell you we're we're seeing things today as a society we're seeing research where CBD oil works on many different maladies be it from headaches trouble sleeping aches and pains inflammation. They've got the cream you can rub on your bad knee, your elbow, your hip, your back, whatever it may be. You need to check out Verb Forever. The link is on my website, thematlockshow.com. And if you use Verve 20, V-E-R-V-E 20, you're going to get 20% off your purchase today. And if you order more than a hundred dollars worth of, of merchandise, you're going to get free shipping in the continental United States of America. How can you beat that? So you, first of all, you're going to go order a hundred bucks and you're going to save 20%. So you're going to pay 80 bucks and you're going to get free shipping, which would have cost you probably anywhere from, I don't know, seven, eight, nine dollars all the way up to maybe 15 or 20, depending on what you bought and where it has to be shipped. So head over to the matlockshow.com, click on my verb forever link. Use Verve 20, V-E-R-V-E. You'll get 20% off. you order over $100. You will get free continental shipping in the United States. Do it now. It's a fantastic product. I am so honored to be a spokesperson, influencer of Verve Forever. Go check it out, thematlockshow.com. Click on the link, Verve Forever. Order yours today. All right. Here's my second story of the day. And this is probably the only ones I'm going to get to. no um, well, let, let's do this. Let, let's hold on to this. I got stuff that I want to get to. Um, Joe Biden. Let, 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 let's talk about Joe Biden. Let, let's talk about that. And then we'll get to uh, social media if we got a chance, seeing how I spent the first hour um, talking about Hillary Clinton, Google, and all that stuff. Uh, Politico. Politico wants you to deny evidence that Joe Biden's cognitive abilities are declining. Now, the guy came back, Biden, yet again. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, I I saw the video this morning. He was, I don't even know where the hell he was at. But uh, he was trying to tell you that MLK and uh, Robert Kennedy were assassinated in the 70s. (laughs) This guy is... This guy is unbelievable. I I mean, you know, at some point, somebody has to ask, is he within his right mind? Because MLK was assassinated on April 4th of 1968. So, you know, was he close? Yes. Not in the same decade? No. RFK, let's see, when he was assassinated... Uh, let's see here. Uh, assassination date. Boom. I love it. Uh, 50 years later. So there you go. 68, 69, somewhere in there. Um, I could probably, here we go. June 5th, 1968. <sighs> Poor Joe. Joe's got a problem and I honestly in in my personal opinion I think there's something medically wrong with him I've told you this before and I will say it again my grandma had dementia it was awful you know there were days where she knew exactly who you were she was coherent she was sharp and there were days she had no clue it's a terrible disease. It, it killed her way too young. She was, I think, in her late 60s, early 70s. But we're watching Joe Biden, who is 76 years old, losing the capability to have reasoning. Now, John Nolte says, Joe Biden's chances of surviving his first term are below 80%. The increasingly frail and gaffe-prone former vice president is obviously nowhere near as sharp as he once was, but the far-left's Politico still ran with the headline, Why Fears About Biden's Age Are Overblown, that features a video or a photo of Biden running towards the cameras. Now, I don't know if you guys remember or not, because I do. Back when John McCain ran for president, he was 71. And what did the left tell you? His age was a factor. His his health, his age was a factor. But yet, here's Politico. eh, eh, Believe us, not your lion eyes. Here's how the fake news outlets opened its propaganda. By dismissing the fact that Biden suffered two separate brain aneurysms in 1988 you know just like politico would if biden were a republican (laughs) joe biden was lying on the operating table and about to get surgery for his second brain aneurysm when the doctor told him he he might not recover quote what's the most likely thing that will happen if i live biden asked him well the doctor replied the side of the brain that the first aneurysm is on controls your ability to speak that's when the gaff prone Biden thought to himself, quote, why in the hell didn't they tell me this before the 88 campaign? It could have saved us all a lot of trouble. You know what I mean? That joke, which Biden told in the speech in 2013, has taken on some new relevance now that he's on the campaign trail for president again and facing questions about this ever increasing amount of gaffes coming out of his pie hole. Though Biden has had a longstanding reputation for verbal flubs. They're now linked to the 76 years old, 76 year old's age. As we get older, I mean, here's the thing. As you get older, you become less sharp. I can tell you, I'm 45 years old. It's driving me nuts. I have a very sharp memory. I have I I don't have a photographic memory. I wouldn't call it photographic, but I can remember things pretty doggone well. Almost word for word. I mean, when I read an article, it's stuck in my head, and I have the ability. It, it's really weird. I don't know how to explain it other than this. You know, I was, ta- I was on the Situation Room last night with Rocky Stucci and, and Scotty Roberts, and I don't forget anything I read. I mean, I literally don't forget anything I read. So if I read an article 10 years ago, I can tell you, well, I remember reading that article about blah, 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 and this is what they said in dot, 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 and I can recall that. Like, I can go to a part of my brain, and I can open up the file cabinet and pull out that document, and I can almost see it word for word. That's kind of how my brain works. Well, as I'm getting older, I'm that that's starting to get harder for me to do. I, I'm starting not to be, I can still remember it takes me a little bit longer. I can't do it right on the spot. Like I used to be able to, I used to be like, oh, yep. I remember that article. Do, do, they talked about this. Here's the author. Da, da, da. Bo, 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 done. He's 76. Age catches up with everybody. There's only two guarantees in this life, death and taxes. <laughs> and, and Joe Biden's 76 years old. What, what What is amazing to me is that he has below Joe Biden's chances of arriving his first term are below 80%. That is crazy. Now, this very same Politico told us back in 2008 that John McCain's age, like I said, he was 71 back then, um, was a legitimate issue. And that it presents his campaign a problem. And it is a disservice to try to sweep it under the table and pretend like he is just another middle-aged white Republican male running for president. But yet, we're not going to worry about Joe Biden's age. We're not going to worry that Joe Biden is 76 years old, not 71. We're not going to worry that Joe Biden has had surgery for two brain aneurysms and an ever-growing pile of troubling gaffes. According to Politico's own experts, one of whom actually said that Biden is every bit as sharp as he was 31 years ago, the Democrat frontrunner's chances of surviving his first term are just 79%. So there's a 21% chance or a one in five chance that Joe Biden doesn't live through his first term as president if he's elected as such. Think about that and I've said this before, I've made this argument too. You know, the life expectancy for an average male in the United States is like 80 years old, 82, I think, somewhere in that neighborhood. Let's look it up here. Uh, Life expectancy. Expectancy of a male. Oops, I'm typing with one finger. Of a man. Boy, that took a lot. In the U.S. There we go. Sorry. Got my computer over on the other side here. The new average life expectancy for Americans is 78.7 years, which puts the U.S. behind other developed nations and 1.5 years lower than the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. Average average life expectancy of 80.3. Oh, well, you've got the average life expectancy of a white male. It's 78.6. So I want you to think about that. The average life expectancy of a male in the United States is 79 years of age, let's just say. Not 78.7, 79 years. He's 76. Let's do the math. It's not that hard. And you look at that, you've got we got a bunch of old people. Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, to name a few. Old 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 and we keep and you know and i'll tell you i think i think you're like me i want a president that is mature i want a president that is seasoned i don't i'm going to tell you right now i talked about this before in the cartel you know right now you have to be a naturalized us citizen you have to be 35 years of age to run for president i would like to see them bump that up to about 50 honestly what do you know at 35 I barely knew anything at 35. At 35 years of age, 35, uh, my daughter was 11, my son was 8. I had I was go I was divorced at the time. Living as a single dad. I didn't know much at 35 years of age. Really didn't. I mean, what do you know at 35? What kind of life what kind of life experience have you had? You know, you've been out of college. If you went for roughly, you know, 11, 12 years-ish. I mean, you don't have a lot of life experience under your, experience under your belt. But when you start looking at this, shouldn't age be a factor with Joe Biden? He is 76 years old. They said that John McCain in 71 was a factor. It says, other than Elizabeth Warren, who is 71... It is Trump who has the best chance of surviving the next four years at 85%. Now, I want to talk about that just a little bit because it says while Bernie's chances are 77%, which means there's nearly a one in four chance Bernie won't make it, but there's a one in five chance Biden won't either. I want to talk about this health issue. Do you remember Ronnie Jackson, Dr. Ronnie Jackson, who gives the medical examination to one President Trump, and you know everybody's like, oh, well, he drinks 12 Diet Cokes a day and eats McDonald's cheeseburgers and blah." He must not be healthy, right? That's what the left said. President Trump must not be healthy. They badgered that doctor they dug into his past. They did everything they could to destroy that poor doctor's life because they didn't believe that President Trump's health was good enough to be in office. They were trying to get him out, right? Well, now Donald Trump's the one with the best percentage of a chance to actually fulfill another term. Now, if you don't, have you, are you seeing the hypocrisy? Are you seeing the hypocrisy that I'm laying out here? You got the left just badgering Trump. Badger, oh, his health's terrible. He eats terrible. He's fat. He eats fast food. He cheats on the golf course. I mean, anything they can find to to go after Trump, they do. But now that Joe Biden, who is in, come on. Anybody with any kind of eyes, with any kind of common sense can see that Joe Biden health-wise isn't healthier than Donald Trump. But they're not going to ask the same questions. Who's the doctor behind Joe Biden? What's his background? They're not going to do the same thing to Joe Biden that they did to President Trump. Now, Politico also spoke with a medical expert who said because he has not examined Biden, he won't comment on any of this and then got all commented with more proof that our eyes and ears are big fat liars. When you hear somebody on TV And they make a mistake during a speech or a debate. You've got to cut them some slack, this doctor said. If you've ever given a speech, it's not easy standing in front of a crowd of people. Especially standing in front of television cameras with millions of people watching. And avoiding verbal mistakes. So they're going to let every verbal mistake that President Trump makes from here on out go, right? Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) Obviously this is true, but there are times... And they are more frequent now than ever where Biden doesn't even remember who's who or where he was. Oddly enough, though, the far left Politico doesn't ask these specialists to talk about what it might mean when a 76-year-old man is confused about his own whereabouts. Now, here's another favorite moment that Mr. Nolte describes. He says, Biden's physician Dr. Kevin O'Connor said in a written statement provided by the campaign, that vice president Biden is in excellent physical condition. He is more than capable of handling the rigors of the campaign and the office for which he is running. Okay. But then why isn't he? I mean, seriously, why isn't he doing exactly that? You know, handling the rigors of the campaign. Where exactly is this vigorous Joe Biden? Because he's sure to hell not on the campaign trail all that much. Last I heard, he was in the Virgin Islands for a couple of weeks. Even as his lead in Iowa disappears, the guy's got to take a damn. This is Hillary Clinton 2.0. Hillary Clinton was low energy. She couldn't keep up the stamina. She couldn't keep up the pace. Hell, she practically, she practically what? Fainted? Passed out. They threw her in the paddy wagon on the 9-11 ceremony. And, oh, we would have never known if some person hadn't had their cell phone on taping it. Recording the video. We would have never known. This is Hillary Clinton 2.0. Joe Biden is low. And I'll tell you, it's it's kind of a funny thing. President Trump has changed politics forever. To have this man's energy, I just watched Fox News this morning. He's heading to Kentucky for some deal. I don't know what, I can't remember what it was. But he's sitting there on the lawn in 90 degree heat, in a full suit, answering questions for 37 minutes. Did you ever see Barack Obama do that now? Have you ever seen the energy this man exudes? No. And he makes Biden look frail the rigors, the rigors of the campaign. I mean, this dude, Joe Biden, you got to go take a nap. (laughs) It's unbelievable. And this is all led, it's all led to what I want to talk about next, but uh, I want to talk about Scars and Stripes coffee. I had Zach Brown, the military program director from Scars and Stripes on Monday guy is fantastic, but the mission is unbelievable, guys. ScarsAndStripesCoffee.com. S-C-A-R-S. ScarsAndStripesCoffee.com. Their mission? To empower veterans. And you know my heart for veterans here on, on the Matlock Show in on the conservative cartel before. We love our veterans here. We want to honor them. We want to help them. We want to make sure that we can do things for them. Scars and Stripes has picked up that mantle. They've made this e-commerce platform where these veterans, and it will only be veterans, you have to be veteran to sell their coffee. You become an affiliate. You get a 20% commission and you go out and you sell that coffee and you make that your business. Now you can do well. I mean, you can do well. I, I have not looked. I'm sure their bag of coffee is probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 14, 15, 16 bucks. So every bag of coffee this veteran sells, they're going to make 3 or $4. You start selling thousands of bags of coffee, which is very easy to do. Coffee is a huge industry, billion dollar industry. I drink coffee every day. Get over to scarsandstripescoffee.com, support a veteran, support their mission. Help these guys, you know, they have team leaders, they have groups. I mean, what I love about them, and after listening to Zach talk about their mission, they're they're putting together small groups that are helping these veterans come back into the real world who are helping these veterans fighting their inner demons, giving them a purpose, giving them a mission, helping them to build their own business and grow it because they can sell anything on that website from t-shirts to coffee, merchandise, whatever it may be. They get paid on that. It is their own little business. When they sign on, they say, you know what? I'm a Scars and Stripes coffee guy. I'm going to go out and sell this. I'm going to make money. This is my business. I'm going to take it by the horns and do it. Help them out. Scars in ScarsAndStripesCoffee.com. ScarsAndStripesCoffee.com. Um, you can use Zeus. That is Zach's um, little code that will help him. Zeus. Z-E-U-S. If you get over there, you'll get uh, you get some great coffee. Take care of a veteran. ScarsAndStripesCoffee.com. All right. We're talking about Joe Biden. We're, well, we're talking more about... Let's talk about the Democrats now, shall we? Let's talk about the field because we now know that the latest poll shows that Joe Biden has regained his lead. It's amazing. In the wake of the first two rounds of the 2020 Democratic presidential debates, it seemed like Joe Biden's once massive lead was evaporating. I mean, it was just, it was leaving. Now the latest poll appears to show the former vice president maybe building his big lead back up again. Biden has the support of 29% of Democratic or Democrat-leaning registered voters nationwide, according to a poll conducted between August 15th and 18th by CNN and SSRS. This represents a seven-point jump in support for Biden since the same companies conducted a similar poll between June 28th and 30th, just days after the first round of Democratic debates. Vermont Senator Senator Bernie Sanders came in second. His support has grown slightly from 14 to 15. Elizabeth Warren has seen her support drop from 15 to 14, while South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg is at five, and former Texas Rep Francis O'Rourke is at three. Aside from Biden's jump, the most surprising aspect of the poll may be the significant dip in support for California Senator Kamala Harris. In June, Harris was in second with 17%. This time around, just 5% of respondents said they'd be most likely to support her. I want to I talk about this for a quick minute. Brandon Morse and myself, when we covered for the Daily Mojo, Brad Staggs, we talked about how the media, we thought, the media was trying to grandstand or get behind Kamala Harris. We thought Kamala Harris was going to be the golden child was going to be the candidate that the media was going to rally behind. I mean, think about this. I'm going to tell you right now, and I'll be the first to tell you, I would love to see Joe Biden be the candidate. That If Joe Biden, I'm going to say it on this program today, the Matlock Show, August 21st, I'm going to tell you today that if Joe Biden is elected the Democrat, uh, Democrat uh, candidate for president, Donald Trump wins. It's over. Joe Biden doesn't – and I think it's funny because on the show yesterday, I talked about electability. I talked about the articles I had from U.S. News and The Atlantic and, and the AP where, you know, oh, everybody loves Elizabeth Warren, but they don't think she's electable. So everybody wants to throw their support on the Democrat side behind Biden because they, can, they believe he's electable. That is 180 degrees out of phase. Joe Biden is the least – electable democrat in the whole damn democrat field the least the the dude isn't going to make it i'm telling you he is gaff prone donald trump will run circles around joe biden now you know i, I know the democrats real well it's real early yet i'm going to tell you i think we're going to see someone like a uh elizabeth warren or a kamala harris uh be president or well be the democrat ticket. Because it's the Me Too movement, you're not going to see this old white crusty Joe Biden guy, you know, run for president in the United States. I just don't think it's going to happen. Either he's going to pull himself out, or they're just not going to vote for him because he's not the most electable. Now, will it be Kamala Harris? I don't know. Uh, if they were smart, she probably ought to be their candidate. Out of all of them, I would tell you she's probably the one that I would worry about the most. You know, she she's a worker. She knows how to work her way to the top. She knows how to sleep her way to the top, I should say. She knows what she knows what it takes to get it done, and we'll do it. You have to I'm telling you, you got to fear those kind of people. The people who will stop at nothing to succeed. She's driven. She will use everything she has and good for her. I mean, you know what if I'm a woman, I'm using my stuff for everything I've got too. I mean, come on. I don't say that as a a negative thing. You have to use every option available to you to climb the ladder of success. If that means you're sleeping with your boss, I don't condone it, but you know what? That's what she did. Old Mayor Brown. We all know this. It's all common knowledge. It's not something that, you know, we just may I made up on the spur of the moment. You gotta be, you gotta be cautious of people like that. Because Kamala will do what it takes to get to Kamala to where she needs to be. That's really the moral of this story. Will Joe Biden do what, what, will he, do what he needs to get done? I mean, will he sacrifice? Will he, he make the hard decisions? Will he take the steps necessary? You know, the only reason Joe Biden is leading this thing is because of name recognition. Hell, even President Obama didn't want him to do it. So when this all starts to come out in the wash... When we get rid of, you know, because you're going to see this come down to, if I had to guess, you're going to see this come down to, to Biden, Sanders, Warren, Harris, and maybe one other. I don't know who's going to sneak into that fifth spot. I think Buttigieg is on his way out. I think Booker didn't never stood a chance. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard's gone. Um, if she had, she was kind of a moderate. Um, y- you don't have a lot of options. So you're going to have that main four going into those primaries in the south, and it will be interesting because it starts in Iowa, it goes to New Hampshire, and then it heads south from there down the east coast. Now, the other thing that I find interesting as I end this program today, um, Elizabeth Warren, she is running away from this DNA test about her Native American lineage. Uh, She removed it. She had her team remove the test results from her campaign website. Remember she was one, 1,024th, whatever it was, Indian, Cherokee, uh, Cherokee, I think it was. Uh, it says a DNA test is useless. The Cherokee nation had complained that tribal nations, not DNA results, determine membership. And they said that that DNA test was useless and they feel slighted. So what is, what is Elizabeth Warren do? Also removed from the website is a video of Warren receiving the test results, which revealed she was only between one sixty-fourth and one 1024th Native American. The Daily Caller reported the clip was scrubbed as of Sunday. The results of that analysis, published on October 16th of last year, show Warren may have a common ancestor six to 10 generations ago with residents of Colombia, Mexico, and Peru. She had previously said her Native American roots were part of family lore and stands accused of claiming such heritage to gain employment advantage in academia, including a plum teaching position at Harvard Law School. So if you look, Warren, Sanders, Biden, I don't think any of the three of them stand a chance against President Trump already said Biden's unelectable. Sanders is way too, way too progressive. And Warren's just a moron. I I don't even know. I mean, and she's a woman and they're worried that she can't get elected. I talked about that yesterday in the end Democrats. I'm going to tell you, you need Kamala. She's your savior. She knows how to get to the top. She knows what it takes. She'll do it. And she won't stop till she gets there. I'll tell you, that's, that's her motto right there. Guys, that's it for today guys and gals, girls, ladies and gentlemen, the end of your Matlock show. Man, did we have a good time today. Uh, I'm so glad. Hey, please share, share, share. Head over to the thematlockshow.com. Swag is coming. I have merchandise coming. Hats should be here next week. We're going to run some giveaways, do some stuff, get them up on the shop. I've got t-shirts. I'm working on some other stuff. So you're going to have to pay attention, thematlockshow.com. All right, guys, that's it for Wednesday's broadcast for today. The Matlock Show is out.
1: 3030.